I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. The month of Ramadan is physically and emotionally taxing. It involves fasting from sunrise to sunset every day, staying up late to pray or spend time with loved ones, waking up in the pre-dawn hours. Uh, And as we come to the end of Ramadan, of course, tonight will be the end of the holiday Eid al-Fitr. Uh, and we wanted to explore the importance of this holiday, what it has for the Muslim community. And we are most honored and humbly grateful to have Imam Shoeb, uh, who is the Imam and Director of Religious Affairs at the Utah Islamic Center, join us on the line today. Imam Shoeb, uh, thank you so much for making time on this special day for us. Thank you for having me. Uh, so help our, our listeners uh, who aren't as familiar to understand uh, Ramadan as a whole, and then in particular how it comes to a culmination uh, with this holiday of Eid al-Fitr tonight. Yesterday, um, May 1st, was the 30th of Ramadan. Ramadan is just the name of a month, the ninth month of the lunar calendar. So today is the first of the of this month, which is called Shawwal. So fasting um, ended yesterday, and today, with Ramadan being over, uh, and the new month starting, is Eid, which is celebration uh, for having accomplished uh, God's will and fasted for 30 days. Uh, and the uh, the month, of course, is a, a time of real introspection I, I, during which uh, Muslims you know, try to avoid conflict. Uh, they weigh their words carefully. What are some of the other things that are important lessons uh, from Ramadan that we all could learn from? Well, it's a month of compassion and generosity and empathy towards others. Uh, it's a month of giving. Uh, it's a month of fellowship. We come together uh, almost every day at the mosque for the evening prayers. And sometimes we uh, come together as a community to break our fast together. Uh, so there's a lot of bonding between community members and, and families. Uh, I love that. One of my favorite quotes that I, I read some time ago uh, talking about Ramadan said, Ramadan is the month whose beginning is mercy, whose middle is forgiveness, and whose end is freedom and, and celebration. Uh, describe for us kind of the uh, the emotion uh, uh, as you go through Ramadan. It's, well, in the first few days, it's very difficult because you, you, your body's trying to get used to it. Right. So sometimes you even forget that you're fasting and you might accidentally eat or drink something and you're like, oops, I, you know, <laughs> but, um, but that does not break your fast because you, that was not intentional. So you continue with your fast. Um, and then after about a week or so, your, your body starts getting into it. But it does affect your sleep pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people have issues, um, complain about sleep 
Um, you have to wake up at 4.30 a.m. to have your pre-dawn meal. Um, and dawn starts at 5.02, so you got to eat whatever you can, as much as you can before 5.02 a.m. Um, and then you break your fast. Sunset was at 8.25. So, you're, you know, uh, people have to go to work. And they say that, you know, back in the, in the, in some of the Muslim-majority countries, life comes not to a standstill, but it definitely slows down uh, in terms of school and work. But here, uh, Muslim students, especially this was the last week uh, for university students, and they had their finals. Um so it life doesn't stop nor does it slow down so they have to keep up and it's very wow. taxing yes yeah, uh, incredibly challenging. I, I have holy envy for uh, so many of the things that emerge, uh, both in terms of that introspection and prayer. Uh, and I also think it's interesting uh, this year and not insignificant that you had all of these holy days from so many faith traditions, uh, from Ramadan to Jewish Passover to Christianity's Easter, all converging uh, at the same time in a, in a rare confluence of all of that. I know you've been involved, uh, Imam Shoeb, uh, in so many bridge building uh, and interfaith dialogue connections. Uh, what have you learned uh, in that, especially in this year when all of these uh, faith traditions have, have kind of collided in terms of these holy days? Yes, it's uh, people of faith, uh, children of Abraham, we need to get together be- as, as one uh, because in reality we are all from the same source. All three faith traditions are from God. So we have more in common, a lot more in common uh, than our differences. So I think if we can work together for the common good of humanity, uh, there's a lot of potential there. Oh, I love that. And uh, uh, Imam, before I let you go, what what is something that you would hope that uh, everyone from all faith and from no faith at all, uh, that they would take away uh, and learn uh, from your experience uh, with Ramadan and these holy days? Well, Fasting helps you feel uh, how a hungry person probably feels. Um, I'm sure it's 10 times worse for a hungry person who's on the brink of starvation. And we know we're going to be eating our meal at sunset. So I think fasting overall is good. People of all faiths or people of no faith. Uh, it's, it's a good exercise uh, to help us really get to know what hunger is about. Yeah. I love that. Uh, so great. Uh, Imam Shueb, we so appreciate you taking some time on this holy day as you come to the end of Ramadan and as you celebrate this holy day of Eid al-Fitr. Uh, we appreciate your perspective for all you do, not only in the Muslim community, but the bridges that you've built to so many other communities uh, here in the state of Utah. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you, and God bless you. All right. Again, that's uh, Imam Shueb from the... Uh, He's the Director of Religious Affairs at the Utah Islamic Center. And uh, I so appreciate uh, the Imam's perspective uh, on these holy days and the things that we all can learn. I, I love I love to learn uh, from people who think different, believe different, live different than I do. And I think that Ramadan, as the Imam pointed out to us, is this opportunity that while life doesn't slow down, it's an opportunity for people to slow down for our minds to slow down, uh, for our hearts to slow down, uh, and for our willingness to just be still a little bit. 
and not chase every tweet, not chase every social media post, not chase every argument and disagreement and bit of contention that's all around us in the world. Uh, I think uh, Muslims around the world have have shown what it can be, uh, what can happen when we we come together and we we focus on things that matter most. Uh, and I love all of the uh, the community and the family component to these uh, you know these late dinners and early breakfasts uh, uh, before the sun comes up and after the sun goes down and just those opportunities to to reflect uh, and look at it in just a little bit different kind of way. And to me, I think it's all about getting back to these core pieces of awe, reverence, wonder. And I think Ramadan does that in a most unique way. Uh, as the imam described to us, that it is hard. Uh, it is taxing physically and emotionally, especially the early days of the month as your body's kind of adjusting to a different schedule, uh, different eating patterns, different sleeping patterns, more prayer. Uh, that can be really hard. Uh, but I've always said that a, a society that loses its ability to feel awe, reverence, and wonder is in danger of losing a great deal more. And uh, again, very grateful to Imam Shueb uh, from the Utah Islamic Center for sharing just a little bit on this holy day with the rest of us. There's some great lessons in there for all of us. We're going to step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about lessons in laughter from the White House Correspondents' Dinner that all of us can use today and every day. Stay with us. More to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.